Hello, welcome to a Savage Yeoman podcast. This is episode 43. I'm Matt Winslow, along with Josh Tyler. And this isn't just a Savage Yeoman podcast. This is the Savage Yeoman podcast, uh, except no substitutes. You know, there there's a lot of people that seem to be throwing around the term savage and gentleman in a lot of stuff. And uh, fuck those guys. We were here first. And the savage gentleman. No, not so we are savage gentlemen, but we're the one and only. Yes, there is no the savage gentleman. It's yeah. only savage gentleman official. That's right. the only savage gentleman you should be worried about. Yeah. No, actually, you know what, man? Good on those other guys. Anyone else out there that's trying to uh, carry the torch of savageness and gentlemanliness? You know, I think there's honestly, man, there's enough. There's enough pie to go around for everyone. So you know, you do you, and and you know, there's nothing wrong with a little friendly competition. You know, there's a lot of a lot of places out there that are really picking up, you know, on this thing that, that we've been trying to hopefully cultivate. I mean, it's a learning experience for us, but, you know, to, to anyone out there, man, that's, that's trying to uh, push the same agenda where we're trying to just better ourselves, man, more power to you. Yeah, certainly. Now, we've had an uh, interesting week. We uh, had our Savage Gentleman slash Ready Man live feed. We had that with Tim Ballard, Tim Ballard with Operation Underground Railroad. Uh, very, very cool dude. Very, very interesting. He is a scholar, uh, absolute student of history, American history in particular, um, and he tends to blend theology with that that makes it so much more interesting. So if you haven't checked that out, go check that out on our Facebook page. Josh, you also had an interesting weekend josh bailed on me so i had to do the interview yeah which is which is matt's absolute nightmare to be live on camera it it is i hate it that's why we we don't do these live and we edit the shit out of them to make myself look good josh you always look good oh thank you you know i do what i can um yeah no i had a had an epic adventure man so took the family up to walla walla washington a good buddy of mine was tying the knot and so we drove everyone up there it was about a 10-hour drive so imagine if you will 10 hours in on a road trip with a newborn with a five month old baby and a three and a half year old daughter and my mother-in-law and uh that's a triple threat which which to make matters even better both my wife and mother-in-law get extremely car sick so they had to be in the front so i had to sit my happy ass all the way in the back not even not even in in the the second seat with the kids i'm in the very very back like back of the bus by myself, which, you know, actually wasn't too bad. I pulled out the laptop and got a little work done, did a little bit of reading, you know, in between screaming babies and kids. And, um, you know, it is a nice drive, though. It, it gets pretty, especially yeah. when you're going through the Oregon side and uh, yeah. getting through the vineyards mm-hmm, as you come into mm-hmm. Washington. No, it was, I mean, it was a fun trip all around. And, you know, I'll probably lose some man points for saying this, but, you know, it, man, it was, a, it was a beautiful venue, a beautiful event, you know, there's something to be said for two people coming together and expressing the way they feel about each other. And I was actually honored to be a groomsman in this wedding and, you know, kind of celebrate the two of them coming together, man. I, I would be lying if I didn't say someone must have been cutting onions to that thing because there was some waterworks. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. And while you were at that wedding, we were at uh, Jared uh, and Alex was student of the guns. Did wedding. Jared cry? Uh, he did, yeah. Did he really? Yeah, he cried. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. You know what? And and I don't give a shit what anybody says, man. I don't think I don't think men today cry enough. 
Okay, coming from Josh Tyler, everybody. I, you know what? Fight me on it. I I don't care, man. I, I really don't that's, like. That's the problem with with Josh is like you can razz him all you want, <laughs> and he'll just say fight me on it, and yeah. then you're like, ah. well, except for that, and that works really well, except for my other buddies that are like bigger and better at fighting. You know, guys that have they're fought like, in the UFC, me, and they're like, okay, like yeah, cool yeah. story. Yeah, and then I get beat up. But you know what? <laughs> um, yeah, or at least I go down swinging. No. I used to I used to have this this really strong um I don't know feeling just against showing any emotion whatsoever like especially as a dude and a guy that that saw himself as a pretty pretty tough individual right you know fairly manly and and whatever like dude guys don't cry at all for no reason you know and and it wasn't until until I got married and that kind of kicked me in the feels a little bit and that started breaking it down, but it really it wasn't until my daughter was born where then I just kind of let go and it's like you know what man, it's it's fine because I want to set that example right for my, for my son. Now I've got a little boy, and it's like dude, you don't have to bottle your emotions up. That's not to say it's that not you healthy. Yeah, it really isn't, man. It, express that because you know other people around you need to know, and and for yourself, there's some catharsis for being in touch with the way that you're feeling so that you can if there's something wrong you can address it or you can just be in that moment you know and this is this is kind of going off the rails for the savage side but i think as a as a gentleman you know i'm not saying you boohoo and ball your eyes out at every sappy movie you see but hey man if, if you're touched by something it's it's okay dude I don't know. Yeah, do you want to yeah. cry right now, Matt? You can. Uh, you know, we we may <laughs> as as this uh, episode continues because uh, it was nine eleven. Yeah, uh, a couple days ago, and it every time it's it's been how many years now? Um, Seventeen years, yeah. and it, it still feels very very solemn on that day. It's, at, man, at it's a gut check. Me. Yeah, I mean, it's a gut check when you look at at some of the images, right? Because it, I mean, we all remember that moment you know where you were whatever you were doing you know the world kind of stopped and 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 it's frozen in time and and it's very it's next to impossible i would say to not reflect upon that day you know with the somber tone you know i mean it was just where, it was rough where were you i mean i was sitting in 10th grade um government class actually as a matter of fact we were sitting there and um Teacher was lecturing and and there was an announcement. The TV came on and it was it was surreal, you know. And I think that I think you never expect anything like that to happen. So when it does, like you're you're kind of in this you know out of body, like taking this in. So really, it's bizarre, you know. At least it was for me. Oh, absolutely. And you were in Virginia, I, yeah. I presume at that point. Yeah. And, so uh, I mean, we were we were kind of close. Yeah. I mean, especially when the you know. When the plane crashed in the Pentagon and that sort of thing, I mean, I had relatives working in the Pentagon at that time, and thankfully they were, you know, they were spared and, and were safe during it. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was devastating, and and you know, it was interesting. One of the things I remember is coming home from school and just like my my dad was still at work, you know, he was he was out building roads, he was way out of touch with you know technology, so he had no idea. But my wife worked in, I'm sorry, my mom worked in an office and. She came home early, and I remember just sitting there and just not knowing what to say or do. You know, it's just like, what do you do? And even on that day, it's like, I don't know what to say or do about it. Like, I still, we were talking about being in touch with emotions. I don't have, I don't actually have the ability to express, to express the emotions, 
you know, all wrapped up within that day. Yeah, it was, it was very tricky. I mean, especially around that age, um, you're a little bit older than me. I was uh, in seventh grade, but being that I was out here in Utah, we're two hours behind, um, I hadn't gone to school by then. I remember wow. coming down the stairs, um, I, I fixed myself a, a bowl of cereal, much like every other day, and uh, I actually I, I was a fairly well-informed kid. And I loved watching the, the morning news. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I turned on the news, and uh, immediately I just see smoke coming out, black, thick smoke coming out of the side of this, this building. And the first plane had hit by then. The second one hadn't. And everyone thought it was an accident, yeah. right? Yep. And so I'm like, oh, man, that's, that's absolutely that's crazy. That's a super bummer, it's, man. It's like a, you're, yeah. yeah, what happened? What a travesty. I mean, probably engine failure or something sure. Something weird happened uh, to make that plane go in the building. And um, as I'm watching, the, the second plane hit. And at that point, I mean, I was seventh grade, so, you know, I'm, I'm what, 13 at that point? Yeah. It's, man, that's a shock. Like, wow, what is happening right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was so out of the ordinary of, of anything that, that we had ever experienced in our lifetimes. You know, again, it, I mean, shock is the only way to really describe it. And and you're looking at this and you're, I remember thinking, like, holy shit, is, is the world coming to an end? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's, what's the follow-up to this? Because now we just had two planes crash into the Twin Towers. And it, it was almost like, what's next? You know? and, and little did we know that this would change foreign policy forever. I mean, this would this one event would absolutely shape the world, not only just for the United States, but for just about every country on Earth. I mean, this was a huge, huge moment in time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, un- unprecedented, and and you know, things have never been the same. And it's just, it really is interesting to kind of look back on that and see see how things have changed but then also see how things have changed because something that i find is interesting i remember the the spike the the huge immense spike in patriotism immediately after that you know there yeah. there that for the for the weeks months following even even a, a couple of years yeah everyone banded together and we rallied around you know our country as a whole after this and um you know as time goes on we 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 tend to forget things you know the memories fade and it it kind of just you know gets a little fuzzy and now we're back to bickering over all kinds of nonsensical stuff that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things you know and everyone's pissed off at everyone and and bitching at each other um and and so for me going and seeing all those images kind of reminded me of like, hey, there was a time where everyone was putting American flags out in front of their yard. You know, there was, yeah. it was, I mean, for, for all its negative, right, you know, the, the silver lining is there was a brief spark in, you know, of unity within our nation. Within and, the nation and the world. And, I, mean, I mean, in the world, all yeah, the other sure. countries, Germany, France, Great Britain, um, you know, a lot of countries came to our, our side and were like, yeah. hey, our, our condolences, anything that we can do to help, we're yeah. with you, we stand with you, and we love you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it absolutely had a profound impact. Uh, a, a buddy of mine, actually, uh, that I met on the TV show, The Ultimate Ninja Challenge, one of the guys, one of the cast members, he was a fireman 
who was there helping out in the aftermath in the wake of that. Oh wow! So uh, this guy is an absolute stud. Uh, you can look him up. His his social media ha- media handle is Rob the Fireman. And the guy has a Guinness Book of World Records for um, doing the most Ironmans in a year in full kit. Dude's many, a stud. You know? Oh, I don't know. Like wow. a st- it's stupid but number. One is yeah, impressive. One in full enough. kit is is plenty. That's, and and I crazy. I don't know the number offhand. So Rob, I apologize. But suffice to say. Super impressive, right? And, you know, when he came on the show, one of the things as he started to open up and tell us about himself is he found this little baby blanket within the rubble. And I can't imagine everything that he saw in that in that mess, right? But but a little child's blanket, and, and obviously you having a little one, me having two little ones, you know, that really hits home mm-hmm. because, I mean, there was so much life loss. And, you know, it's one thing to think about that in a, you know, broad sense, but when you think about just innocent little children, right? And it and it and it had a profound effect on him, where he kept a bit of this blanket with him, and every single race that he ran, he had he had a corner of this blanket in his pocket, wow. and for for fifteen years, you know, up until the show, he always carried this around with him everywhere he went. Had this had this blanket, and um, you know, it, it was a weight on his shoulders, like because he he couldn't let go. Of that, and what was amazing is over the course of the show, um, after what we went through surviving in the wilderness. And if you guys haven't seen it, you know this might be out of context, but we were out surviving in the wild. It super sucked. We were hungry. We were cold, miserable, whatever. But when you're in that, when you're in that state, right, you start to learn things about yourself. And for him, he couldn't be still. He couldn't let his mind be unoccupied with stuff. Um, and that was a lesson that he learned was how to quiet his mind, how to find that stillness. And that came from being able to let go. So on his own accord, you know, we, we talked about some stuff and then one day he just decided, he's like, you know what, it's time to move, move on. And he took this blanket that had been with him. It was there in the rubble of nine 11. He carried on every single race and he took it and he threw it in the fire. And he's like, you know, the, you know, I'll, I'll honor the people. You know, but I need to move on and live my life, and I can't, I can't hold on to this any longer. And man, it was like a weight was immediately lifted. It was an amazing thing. And again, kind of circling back about looking in inward, introspectively, and, and kind of every once in a while, just a finger on the pulse on on your emotions and kind of where you're at, because that shit kind of matters after a while, right? You can, you know, we're we're tough. You know, as men, we we can take a lot in stride, but. Over time, man, things build up, and it can really start to chip away at that armor. And sometimes you gotta, you gotta take a look at that and address it, you know. And he did it in a big way. I mean, I couldn't be more proud of the guy. I mean, again, he's an amazing individual, uh, and I was honored to be able to share some time with him out there on the TV show. Wow, wow, that's great! Big shout out to Rob. Yeah, what's his uh, handle again? Uh, Rob the Fireman. You guys can see him all over the place. He's doing big things. Um, again, just he does a ton of public speaking. Obviously, he's got a wealth of knowledge, you know, in kind of pushing through. I mean, as a fireman, the guy's obviously, you know, seen his fair share of um, heroism both in himself and the guys around him. So, um, yeah, super, super cool dude. You know, but one thing, you, you brought up 9-11. We started talking about stuff, and then somewhere in the back of my mind, it pinged because every year, I see this bullshit, and I'm and I'm gonna step up on the soapbox, and I'm probably gonna rant here. So we may even cut this out because I don't know how far how far down the rabbit hole I'm gonna take it. But 
every year there you see these these imbeciles spouting off about you know the the inside job thing right where we're 911 you know Bush did 911 all this fucking bullshit these people just come out of the woodwork and at a time where people are like hey man this is this is a really tragic time like oh yeah well you know it's all because of thinks you're president your government yeah all these people died so you can thank them and it's like bro fuck off fuck off with that I don't know how many times I can say that. I don't know if there's a limit to the F word. I mean, it's our podcast. Well, I can say what I want. Yeah, but. I mean, and, and let's talk about this. And, and I don't, I don't think this is, this is too out of the question for us to, to talk about because you're right. It's absolutely bullshit that these people take this event and they use it to try and, uh, you know, shit on our, our president, our government. And ultimately, it's shitting on the people who lost their lives. Yeah, and you know, my, my thing is, believe whatever you want to believe, that's fine. You know, if you're, if that's what gives meaning to your life, to believe some wingnut, you know, very thinly backed up idea, I, I actually I don't give a shit, but keep it to yourself. Like, especially on the day that it happened, and that's not the time or the place to start bringing that up. For one, second of all, the fact that you would could even conceive that as a real thing. I'm not saying government's perfect. I'm not. I'm not a huge pro-government guy. You know what I mean? But but the and, and governments have done atrocious things. Even even our own government has done some messed up every, stuff. Every government in the world, every government that has ever existed since the dawn of time, has done these things. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're it's terrible made things up of imperfect people. Right, right, but but. If you believe that, I mean, there's so many things that you you have to just completely forego. I mean, it's kind of yeah, you know, the idea of Occam's razor, right? Where where often is the simplest solution, right? You take you you don't make any more um, theories than what is needed to explain what's happening, right? That's that's the idea. And so with these conspiracy theories, and, I, and I'm not talking about just the 9/11. There's so many batshit crazy ideas out there. And it's, it's like, the moon landing. oh yeah, the moon landing was faked, and, and the Earth is flat, and all this, all this ridiculous shit that people just lose their minds on the internet trying to convince everyone. And, and to believe that takes such a further leap of logic. I'm not saying that there aren't things that we don't understand. I'm not saying that there aren't things that go on behind the scenes that we don't know about. But the fact that you actually believe in your heart of hearts that... Our government could go through, or that anyone, not even just our government, anyone, the Illuminati, whatever the fuck you want to attribute it to, that they could keep this so under wraps that no one has blown the lid off. Except for you, crazy guy who, you know, just watches YouTube conspiracy theory videos. You're the only one who's figured this out, and you're somehow tasked with getting everyone else, um, I believe the term is woke. <laughs> You know, all you have to do is watch an episode of C-SPAN to know that our government is highly incompetent. And actually, incompetence in government is a good thing. Yes. Because that keeps our government in check to some degree or another. Now, we, uh, being here in the Black Rifle Coffee Building, we know a lot of people have done very, very extraordinary things, like dumb things that have shifted global policy. Yeah, like uh, super, super top-level, high-speed, can't talk about it. You know, and, 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 as, and as awesome as those dudes are, we know about some of these things. Yeah. And, and you know, obviously we're on a, 
a different level than just Joe Schmo from public. We're not going to talk about them on air or sure, in our life. But it's it's like, like you can't keep that stuff a secret. You can't. And it's like impossible. Oh, well, yeah, well, the government just kills off those people that know about it. And it's like, uh, do you know the massive logistical nightmare that that is? To, to cover up? Oh, my gosh. gosh. They can't even cover up that, you know, uh, our, our president got a, a BJ in the, in the White House. Yeah. I mean, how are yeah, they going to cover yeah, up? Right. right. <laughs> it, it's insane to, to think that the government um, has this much power. They, they don't. They're and not to say that there aren't things that are, that are swept up under the rug. I mean, you know, it would be naive to say that, oh, yeah, no, everything that happens gets out in the open. No, and of course, there's, there's minor things that, that we don't hear about. Sure. But something as profound as the earth being flat. And that there is a government-patrolled border that keeps everyone from going off the edge to find out and realizing that. Like, why? Why? That is such a leap. To tr- I mean, there's no, there's no reason behind it. For what purpose? That's the thing that makes me insane about this. Right? All these conspiracy theories are so far-fetched and thinly veiled. You have someone giving you just the, the slightest bit of like plausibility. Right, so you watch a video and you're like, if I don't think about this too hard, or my 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 small reptilian brain doesn't you know recognize the the flaws in this logic, then yeah, that might be believable. But it's like, you know, trying to see the the, the quote proof that people have for the flat Earth, or you know, hearing some guy that can barely pass basic algebra, right? He's got he's got a fifth grade um, math education and and he's gonna he's gonna really understand the intricacies of you know thermodynamics and how jet fuel reacts and right which is something that as as a machinist and someone who has uh worked around metals a long time i understand their properties i know what happens when the annealing process occurs um and think about all the friction that happens when a and i don't even know how much a, a jet weighs but it is thousands of tons, right? I mean, it is a lot, a lot of weight. So that going through steel is going to create a massive amount of friction. Well, guess what? Friction is heat. And guess what? Heat anneals steel. Which essentially, you know, degrades its structural integrity. It's it's going to soften it up. And you have another million tons on top of it. All the floors above it um, that are now sitting on this... uh, you know, annealed piece of steel. And so you're going to get that buckling effect to the point where that structure just cannot take the weight anymore. And that's why you saw it collapse. And then the next structure below it did the same thing. And it was just a domino effect because you're adding millions of tons each, uh, you know, with each floor collapsing. Yeah, well, and then people are, whoops. And then, you know, people are saying, they're like, well, it looked at just like a controlled demolition, so therefore it must be a controlled demolition. It's like, well, thank God that it actually fell mostly straight down. Can you imagine if uh, it had complete the devastation, if it, had, it toppled over in one direction or the other? Well, if anybody's been in construction, especially demolition, these things take months of planning. This isn't something that you just go into and put a few explosives here and a few explosives there and, and you know... <laughs> the cartoon yeah you push the plunger down no it's like these things take months of planning it's like oh well you know that the government had operatives in there that that were able to do that it's like okay so they removed the concrete without anybody (laughs) 
hearing or seeing anything with the thousands and thousands of people that go in that building every single day. Yeah. They, they somehow didn't hear it. They didn't mm -hmm. see anything. Um, or they were just disguised as maintenance crew carrying around jackhammers and, and getting into the concrete to place explosives. Yeah. So let's, let's say, let's go with that theory and let's say that nobody suspected a thing. Okay. Then you have to do it on every freaking floor. Well, and not to mention, not to mention every single one of these people who did that had to be in on this. So now you're going to find mm -hmm. that many people that are willing to just, you know, torch an entire building and, and, you know, basically murder that many of their compatriots. Like, mm -hmm. I find that hard. I mean, I mean, that is, that is a stretch, right? And that's the whole thing about this. It's so far-fetched. And again, not to say, I mean, there, there's some unbelievable things that have taken place over the course of mankind. I mean, there's plenty of things that we still can't explain, but it's like, man, you, you're, you're stretching so far. And I think, I think this comes down to the psychology of people that believe in this. I've yet to come across a very highly successful, highly intelligent person that, that believes all of these conspiracy theories. You know, I mean, there may be, you may, you may have some questions about this, you know, and you might be like, well, you know, I wonder if there's a government cover up of this or that and maybe, but some of these like staple, you know, the flat earth, the, um, uh, what are, what are the other ones? So nine 11, um, the moon landing, uh, I mean, there's a couple other, oh, those GF are the ones. Yeah. 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 The, the whole thing. And, and, and it's not like, to say that people aren't conspiring a lot. I mean, there's sure. 24 seven, someone in the government is conspiring. Now, the great thing about living in the United States, being we the people, is that there's balances and checks. Right. Right? Right. I mean, we are the ones keeping our government in check, and part of that is transparency. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, there, there's just too many cogs in the machine to mm -hmm. keep that under wraps for any length of time. And again, going back to, you know, the why and, and, and the methods and, and how much it would, it would really take to execute something like that. It, it makes me wonder what, what's in it for these people? Like, what's the incentive? Why do you buy into yeah. this? That's what I wonder. And I think it's, I think it comes back to everyone wants something to believe in. Everyone wants to feel kind of unique and different and special. Right. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like these people latch on to whatever this conspiracy is because now they get to be different. You know, that now, Hey, the rest of you sheep, you know, believe this, but I'm different. Yeah. I'm smarter than all of you because I've seen through, you know, I watched a couple of, of videos that really made sense to me in some weird way. And now I, I, all I've done is research this, well, quote research, I've YouTubed this to death. And now I'm an expert on this subject, which yeah. YouTube does not make you an expert on anything. And, and the bigger problem with that, and, and, Trust us, guys. We're we're a little bit guilty of this as well. But if you're only YouTubing, you know, conservative videos or liberal videos, guess what's going to pop up in your feed? You're just going to hear what you want to hear. You're going to hear exactly what you want to hear. Yeah, I mean, you can. I, I I've tried to sit through some of these videos, and it's like about three minutes through. It's like my basic, you know, freshman level of physics and science is just like. No, that's, that's, that's not how this works. That's not how right. any of this works, you know, but I think people, I think people, um, kind of, kind of cast that aside because they want to, to feel like they have something that someone else doesn't. Right. 
You know, and I think that's the core of it is we're all searching for something. We're all searching for meaning. And I think sometimes we, we people just tend to diverge off in these weird directions and tangents because it gives them a, a sense of importance, right? Because now it's their job now to, to inform everyone because, hey, they have this piece of knowledge. Like, oh, you dumbasses thinking the earth is round, bunch of idiots. Man, let me tell you. And, and that's what they do. Right. And if that's your if that's your thing, I mean, I guess good luck. Like, I, I mean, I, I feel bad that that's your life because that becomes your life. Like, go go check one of these people's profile and every conversation, every comment they make comes back to this. Like what what a miserable existence that your time is spent just arguing and trying to convince people on Facebook of these insane ideas right yeah. like i mean it's actually sad it's it's kind of tragic you know that, that your life has so little meaning that this is the only thing that you have going for you but that's the majority which, of the case which in, in most cases is is not true it's like if you really take a step back and and kind of do some soul searching um which is what savage gentleman is about i think you'll find that you've got a lot more to offer than just being a complete douchebag on the internet. <laughs> yeah, to be the to be the Mars landing is fake guy. Like because that becomes your identity, right? It does. Um, it's like, oh man, oh here's that crazy Jay next door. Yeah, uh, it is flat Earth shit, right? right? And it's like you don't want to be that guy if you can help it. But yeah, I mean, there there are other things that you could potentially offer if you put your mind to. It. I mean, holy shit, if if all the people that believe these crazy batshit conspiracy theories, if they took the time away from trying to convince everyone on Facebook that this shit is real, if they took that time and dedicated it to anything else remotely constructive, we probably could cure AIDS, cancer, and world <laughs> hunger in like a month. You know, if someone put that, if they put that mental energy to good use. One thing that I've always tried to do, I, I question everything. And, sure, I mean, know, and that's okay. And, and one thing that I, I learned uh, in, in college, which one of the very few things that I did, in fact, learn in college. Let's get that straight. Um, is that not only do you learn your side of the argument, you study the opposition side of the argument to test if your hypothesis is indeed correct. And a lot of times it will affirm your beliefs that you are indeed correct, but sometimes it will affirm that you're wrong. Yeah, And it, that's okay. It's like in a world today where it's like, oh, you're a flip-flopper. It's like, don't you have any any character, any, any moral integrity. And it's like, no, I just got informed about, a, a, you know, something that I wasn't quite as informed on in the past. And I changed my mind like yeah, a freaking adult. Right. You, you learn, I mean, you, you, you do the best with the information that's presented before you, right? Okay. Right. This, these are the facts that I have, and this is what I know to be true. So I'm going to formulate my opinion based off of that. But in light of new evidence, then you have to change your hypothesis. You have to adjust otherwise you know you're just kind of sitting there with your fingers in your ear kind of ignoring and, and people do that i mean you, you it's, can it's a major problem today especially yeah. politicians it's like okay one year they were for raising taxes and the next year they're against it and then all of a sudden you know you're a flip-flopping piece of shit and it's like ah well you know maybe they just got better informed which is what we want or politicians. Uh, yeah, do. I mean, and, and that that's a that's a sticky booger, right? Because I'm for every for every person that changes their mind in in politics due to good information, I'm sure there's another 
that changes just for the sake of you know trying to earn more votes and Certainly. you know and again all of this we're not we're not you know saying we blindly follow everything that we hear our politicians say we're not saying that but just some of these conspiracy theories are just so far out there and and yeah it just it's so hard to believe and it, it makes me insane on a day where we've we've had this terrible tragedy right that that's the time that these asshats decide to get up and and say it's like you know what keep it to yourself you know if that's what you believe don't post that you know someone is like hey in in memory of the fallen and then you're going to comment like yeah well you got bush to blame for that shit like right. are you serious like come well, on man how- at least at least wait a week yeah I mean, come on or just say nothing because truthfully what is what is the good that's what i want to know what are you helping in what way in what way is that benefiting anyone other than you just getting the attention that you desperately crave? Because, again, you're such a miserable fuck that this is your only – I'm sorry. I told you I'm going to rant a little bit. This, it really it makes me insane, right? It makes me crazy. But, you know, that's a drug in and of itself. You get these people that get used to having this little bit of power on YouTube or, you know, supposed – or social media in the or comment section. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's a drug. I'll, I'll never understand it, and that's uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not on social media. Like not at all. Like not at all. You're like a ghost, You're man. You're freaking... like this is as social media e as I get. Yeah, which which is great. I mean, I I love it. it yeah, I, I, I actually I, I envy have, you. I have to spend time uh, getting in arguments with flat earthers and right. 9/11 conspiracy theorists. <laughs> well, listen, one of us has to keep the lights on. By posting pictures of social media, so and Josh Tyler, you—that's that me. Man. Apparently, thank you for uh, taking the bullet on that. Yeah, one. no, I mean, I, I, I really, it would be great to completely unplug because it's so hard not to get sucked down that rabbit hole. Because you know, if if I was, if I was had a little bit better willpower, because I have the ability to just keep scrolling, right? I mean, there's no one, there's nothing that says I have to read these asinine comments. But I can't help myself. But you do, I do. and your I, blood boils. I know, I know. And maybe that's the lesson of the day is maybe maybe I shouldn't be so pissed off at these idiots. Maybe I should be more pissed off at myself for actually letting them drag me into this insanity. Because I and really I almost I never comment actually. Never comment. I'm, I might start. I'll actually start punching out some 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 words to say. Yeah. Okay, look. But I always stop myself. I go back and delete it. But, man, I, that just pissed away, I don't know, five, ten minutes of my life reading through the comments section of whatever this post is. I'll never get that back. You know, and so that's, I mean, that's a fault of my own where, you know, if I had a little bit better willpower, then I could just walk away, right? But, yeah. man, it's, it's like a train wreck. I can't. I can't so, not look. And so the bigger problem, too, is it's like, where do you go for valid information? Because, uh, you oh, know, geez. you shouldn't take Matt Winslow and Josh Tyler's word for it. I mean, if you wholly believe in, in the uh, 9-11 conspiracy theorist, it's like, okay, uh, just do some more research on it, and maybe you have, and that's the conclusion you've come to, and we're never going to change your mind. But where do we turn to nowadays to, to get the the truth. It's like our history is being whitewashed. The news is certainly the most biased it's ever been in, in our, our nation's history. Where do we turn? I mean, I, I wish I had the answer to that. I think the, the best thing we can do is kind of what you had mentioned when you were a, um, 
a master debater back in your day. Um, I did a lot of master debating. That's for sure. You were a master of debating, yeah. Um, you know, when you were on a debate team, right, you said you would research both sides. And I think, I think you have to consider a lot of different sources where yeah. you're getting your information. So you can't just turn on the TV, look at one news channel, and say, oh, yep, whatever they yep. said is Fox right. Fox News is right. Yeah, or CNN oh, or CNN whomever, right? right? I, I think you have to get a wide array and, and you know, even venture outside kind of this, this small bubble where you're, where you're going across the pond and you're getting some international Media. It's actually very like interesting. Russia Today, anybody? <laughs> it's actually Al very, <laughs> very interesting to see um, the news reporting in other countries, especially as it pertains to things that are going on in the United States. There's because, a lot. It, isn't it amazing? Like, every time I've been to a foreign country, it's like you turn on the news and you're like, oh, I want to see what's happening in Paris today. And you're in Paris, and all they're talking about is Trump. Yeah, yeah, it's like, but it, but, it's, hell. but it's you know, and I don't, I don't know that we ever can. At least I, I don't really consider what implications our leaders have on the way other countries look at us, because it's very clear that those media outlets are going to paint, you know, some kind of a picture, good, bad, or in, or or another. Right of of what these different politicians are doing, and so you know while we look at what our leaders are saying, we're like, huh, that may not have been the best thing to say, and we go about our day. You know, from a global perspective, it's interesting to see how the other countries spin that, if, if sometimes or report it objectively, which is doubtful. But then how that makes us as a country look to everyone else. You're absolutely right. And, you know, to quote Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Gee, nerd. Oh, my god! I just watched that the other day. Did you? It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all right. You know Toby what? Tobey kind of a puss. But... He, he, he's a little, so, yeah. So I guess what I'm getting at no, is no, like. We're not finishing, no. we got to talk more <laughs> about Spider-Man. Spider yeah, we're still on Spider-Man. <laughs> because I have to say that the newest Spider-Man. Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah, love, that kid was love, great. Love, fantastic. Tobey Maguire, that just, ah. It was way too campy, way too cheesy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the other one's campy, but it's fun, and it's the way I don't know. Reading the comments and comics and watching the cartoons like that—that that was the way I envisioned Spider-Man being. Not Tobey Maguire all emoed out um, with the freaking eyeliner and everything. You remember that one? Oh man, that was yeah. a bad look. I just watched that one. The other that was day. devastating. Yeah. But hey, yeah. in 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 other news. Um, Venom is coming out soon. Oh, I cannot wait for Venom. If you guys haven't seen the previews for that, it's with uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is a phenomenal actor, and it's actually carrying an R rating. So I think they're gonna make this one more, Ooh. Uh, you know, Logan esque slash. As they should, Deadpool. man. I mean, I think to do think Venom pretty justice, you, you have to, because you know, I mean, the, the character itself, and especially. You know, even in, in the original Spider-Man movie, they really, I mean, he's super neutered, right? I mean, that oh, was yeah. like the Eddie Brock Venom that they that they brought to the table there just was severely lacking, mm -hmm. you know? Based, again, as badass as Venom is in the comics, it's like, come on, man. Much, much in the way that Logan was, or rather Wolverine was kind of subdued in the other X-Men movies, and they kind oh, yeah. of let him, turned him loose they a little unleashed bit. Unleashed in Logan. Yeah. That was phenomenal. Great movie. So uh, Man, we've been all over the place. nice little rabbit hole that <laughs> we went through, and I think we'll come out the other side. I'll just try and wrap this up a little bit. Um, but with great power comes great responsibility, and as the United States, like it or not, 
we are big brother we are when we when we make a decision it has rippling effects throughout the world good bad or ugly we do and so uh as americans it hold yourselves to a higher standard i mean and not to say that we're better than any other country in in terms of you know morality or integrity or anything like that that's no, not what I'm saying certainly at, not but... i mean that's it's it's not about being better it's just about like hey represent yourself well and represent Certainly. where you come from and whether that's your town your state you know whatever your 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 background right your your lineage i mean there's mm -hmm. a lot to be said people people look at you and they they judge where you're from that place based off of your behaviors so don't mm -hmm. be that ugly american you know what i mean when you travel in other places don't be that you know that raging asshole on the internet because people are going to do research and say oh no he's from yep the, uh typical another american yeah typical american Loud, or even, boisterous yeah yeah be i mean again that kind of comes back to the gentleman i mean have your opinions mm -hmm. and and you know stick to your guns but there's a way to do it with tact and man just if in any way at all possible avoid the freaking black hole nexus of social media arguments like it, it does nothing like social media activism is such like a, a bullshit flag to plant and it's like dude you're not changing anything like shut off your smartphone and go outside and and actually do something if you believe in it you know if you if you want to go protest like actually physically protest if you want to go plant some trees or save some animals from slaughter or whatever the right hell on. your deal is, you know, man, it, it, more power to you. But, sure. you know, sharing videos and, and shit like that, I mean, you were, you were doing like a fraction of a percentage of the goal you're trying to accomplish. Well, and most of these come across as dividing and, and instead of uniting. And interestingly enough, I we all know BuzzFeed and, and what a very, very – left-leaning very very liberal rag right um but i gotta give them credit i watched a video they took two of their people and they sent them to Taryn butler's school and, and Taryn butler is a world-renowned three-gun shooter um he he held like he won the three-gun championship like 11 years in a row like this dude is phenomenal he's located out in california and um wait he can shoot guns, guns in california, california? Know, right that's, that's weird no very very weird <laughs> and so the whole point of this video was they saw john wick yep in which keanu reeves is running a ar and a pistol like a madman and they wanted to see if they could actually do that themselves so they went out to turn butler's course and at the beginning it was kind of the typical oh you know uh, women can do everything that men can and it was a woman and a guy and, you know, we'll see. We're not expecting much out of this, but we'll see. And actually, to give him credit, at the end of the video, they're like, man, this was one of the most enjoyable things I've ever done. This was very empowering. It was empowering as a woman. It was empowering to know that I can do something just as well as a man, which is something that, you know, a firearm gives them. Yeah. It's the great equalizer, mm -hmm. right? Um, and in a time when women are professing that – they're just as good as men, which I happen to agree in a lot of things are better than us at. Um, which is something I don't understand why they're rooting against guns. It's the great equalizer. Yeah. Right? Well, it's just interesting. I mean, I think it's very telling, right, that you had a 
two people that have probably never touched a firearm before in their lives had very, I'm sure, strong had very strong opinions, you know, preconceived notions going into this, and they come out on the other side and say, wow, this was a really cool experience. You know, I, I think that that really is telling of us, again, sitting back and looking at some of these problems, formulating an opinion without ever having known much more about the topic than what what our friends tell us or what we see simply on the news or social media. And, and you know, again, you ask where to get your news from, and it's like, read a book, you know? I mean, go out and, and actually get some life experience, try something firsthand, and then formulate your opinion. You know, don't just take someone else's word for it. I think that's the best advice you can have. And, you know, I but I think it is cool that people are going out and, and you know, getting hands-on with stuff, figuring out, okay, this isn't this really scary, you know, thing. Again, it's like everything else. It's a tool. Yeah, right? absolutely. You know, and as conservatives, it's like, well, we know everything. We don't, we don't need to go try the liberal way because those guys are complete asshats. You know, and it's like, yeah, mostly they are. But we can't get sucked into that either. I mean, there's... there's well, it's, it's, it's tribalism, man. We're, we're, we're tribal people, and, and we want to stick to our tribe. And again, it's very easy to do when we're online and we see something that raises the red flag. We know that that's another tribe. You know, they're wrong. Attack. Right? Attack, sick them, get on them, right? Because we got to defend our point of view to the death. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. It's so very different. I, I have a lot of friends with all kinds of different opinions on a lot of different things um, just across the board, right? And I, I love nothing more than sitting down and having, like, an actual one-on-one -on -one conversation and learning their viewpoints. I'm not there to change their mind. We, but we have a very healthy debate and dialogue and discussion about, you know, all this stuff that I don't necessarily agree upon, but I respect that they have an opinion on it, and it's a very civil discussion. The second you get behind a keyboard and you're in front of a screen, all that goes away, and that, you know, interpersonal, the nuance, right, between me talking to you as a person is lost, and that's where it, it just goes, it just goes right off the rails, right? And so, you know, we... we, we we stick to these these really small circles, our tribe, right? And and we immediately beat down anything in opposition. And I, I don't think that's the way to move forward. I think that, like you said, you know, we need to look at the other side. But the only way to do that is to actually talk, sit down and talk with someone, not not you know hammer down on a keyboard and hope for the best. Nothing's going to be accomplished that way. Absolutely. We need to open the lines of communication. And if you take anything away from this week's episode, go watch them. Go watch them. That's it. That's it. Well, guys, we're just about out of time. Um, we've got a, a cool deal going on at SavageGentleman.com. If you spend more than $50, we're going to give you a free whiskey glass uh, just as a thank you. Um, we've also got some new products. Josh, what have you come out with? Ooh, so we actually have this really super high-speed badass backpack that we're going to be launching pretty soon. I've been carrying it around, and um, really, you know, it, it, it's low-profile. You know, it's not this huge, cumbersome deal, but it, it's slick. It's super durable. It looks sharp. I mean, it's, it's really this epitome of both Savage and Gentleman, and it is American-made, which makes Matt very happy. That's Matt's favorite thing. He loves it. 
Yes. We love American manufacturing. manufacturing. So check it out. Uh, drop us a line if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns. We'd love to get topics for next week's podcast or podcasts in the future. Uh, so if you guys have any recommendations, shoot them to josh at savagegentleman.com. If you take anything away from this week's episode, it's to open the lines of communication. When you come across those keyboard warriors, don't get too upset. Just skim on by. If it's something that's actually plausible, not like did we land on the moon or was 9-11 a conspiracy or, you know, is Bigfoot real? Because, I mean, he is. Yeah, I mean, that's totally real. Yeah. If it's something plausible, open the lines of communication and engage in a dialogue that can be beneficial to you and the other side. Um, But don't immediately walk into it combatively because I know that you'll get a lot more information and come away uh, a lot happier if you go into it with an open mind. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, And I think that goes for, you know, what we were talking about in the very beginning of the show is not only opening a line of communication with other people, but kind of open a line of an honest line of communication with yourself, you know, because chances are the reason you're getting so bent out of shape because of what people are saying on the internet for whatever reason, you know, I bet there's something, you know, inwardly that's causing that, that we probably don't want to notice. We don't want to acknowledge um, but yeah, if you're getting that fired up that, that you feel the need that you have to, you know, just try and eviscerate someone online, a complete stranger that you've never met, maybe, maybe take a time out and kind of see like, Hey, what's going on in my life that I feel the need that I need, that I have to engage in this kind of behavior. Cause you're, yeah, there's what, probably something lacking. And what could potentially be going on in their lives? It's like, I, I, I love this quote. Um, and it's, be kind for everyone is fighting their own battle. And it's like, you don't know what battle they're fighting. Yeah. They're fighting the battle of the fucking mole people that live on the middle (laughs) inside of the (laughs) earth that are trying to take over. That's the battle that these guys are fighting. And it's a tough one. So, you know, thanks for fighting the good fight. All you whack jobs out there, you know, there's people living in the middle of the earth and, you know, yeah, man, it's <laughs> as good a spot to leave off as any. So and with that, we're going to uh, take off. I'm Matt Winslow. I'm Josh Tyler. Thanks for hanging with us. See you next time.